have been a trap game, boys. We got the Eagles. We're going to Philly next Sunday. The Rams, they, they got some they got some sneaky talent to them. This would have been one of those games where everyone's like, oh, the Cowboys should handle business here. No problem. Then you go out and you fucking lay a big fat goose egg and suck. But it was not. And instead, the Cowboys did something that had never been done in the history of the NFL win the game 43 to 20. Score gone. This is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. Oh, I'll tell you what, this one started nerve-wrackingly, gentlemen. Um, Zach, Dak got sacked two times in the first two dropbacks of the game. It looked like with my boy Igodba out there, it was going to be a long fucking evening or more afternoon. Yeah, we should I begin should with say, that. Tyron Smith, after the bye week, we had a clean bill of health. Nobody, nobody was on the injury report. And then Thursday afternoon, Tyron Smith's like, you know what? It's that time I'm just gonna go ahead I'm and out, make boys. Sure. <laughs> Best of luck. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and, and pop questionable again. And he uh he was I, inactive. I truly I want to understand how truly bad the other guys on this team are that Igodba gets to play left tackle. Like I keep that wondering guy why they don't so kick Tyler bad. Smith out. I know that's what I'm I mean, dude. I, I, I get guess it they steal is like under like one position. Fuck, dude, it's tough. He gets turnstiled regularly, and he's out there against like Aaron Donald and shit, like Khalil Mack. Like he's getting mashed on each week. But the Cowboys did get saved a little bit on this first drive by a rather uh, questionable penalty. But I will go ahead and take it. And after that, dude, Dak really went to work, dude. Dak, that was really. I'm gonna the go last ahead and say this might be the best Dak game since. Week five, 2021, like Dak was out there balling. He has in his last two games, Dak is the highest graded quarterback in the NFL, according to PFF. Our friends at PFF, our friend, good friends of the show, PFF. Um, but Dak has really played well last couple of weeks. I've been very, I mean, I think there's, it's not a coincidence that that coincides with us deciding to just like throw the ball at CD Lamb, near CD Lamb, towards CD Lamb. And then if that doesn't work, maybe some other guys. I think um, pretty much like anyone else we target, Dak's numbers are pretty pedestrian. And anytime we target CD Lamb, he's our Dak's passer rating is like 140. It's something insane. And no one else is yeah, even I mean, at 100. I mean, it's pretty much the CD show. Uh, but I will say this. I, I have that zero problem. Rowing to good receivers is a good strategy and look this we, did we, this game go ahead Ben. yeah i was gonna say and look that was one of the complaints we had and one of the things that we lodged against mike early when cd disappeared from the game so I, I will give them credit they seem to have found a new way to make sure that he's the very focal point of the offense because even last year boys felt like we had two real playmakers and him and him and Pollard, and it really feels like we're down to one. And there's a couple guys like Turpin or Cooks or Pollard can kind of give you something, but it's really the CD Lamb show, boys. Yeah, and like they're doing things now to get CD Lamb even more looks. They're like this game, the move was they were using that exit motion where they would like have Ferg run behind CD to like mm-hmm. draw, get the match up they wanted for CD. CD was going up against safeties all day, linebackers. Um, by moving a tight end out to the boundary and like pulling him across, forcing the defense to either switch or reassign a corner. Like 
it gave CD just a ton of room to operate with. And he ended up wide open. I mean, like his second touchdown, um, Dak did do an amazing job. The left side of the line broke down. Dak had to scramble out to his, his right and then throw on the run. But CD lamb was 10 yards open in every direction. Cause he had just been able to like find that gap in the zone. Um, but dude, I'm before it, 14 targets, give him 20. As far as I'm concerned, I, I do think this game highlighted for me. I was texting Ben about this earlier. Like we desperately need a true number two weapon. Like it really is CD yeah. lamb and then like 20 feet. And then anybody else they keep like trying to get cooks involved. And he had some moments. They're trying to give him like some end arounds and give him some looks, but it, as much as I complimented them about figuring out with CD, it still just feels like they have no idea what to do with Cooks. I saw some. Of I don't Ralph understand why we don't too. take more vertical shots with him. Like so, he had the one touchdown that looked nice, um, but it, it seems like his greatest attribute is he has straight line speed that no one else on the team has, and they don't seem to to utilize it that much. So I saw something in his career. He. And I could have the numbers a little off here. I, I don't have the tweet offhand. But basically, the, it, it said something if you look at his routes and his career elsewhere and then here. He basically runs go routes 30-ish percent of the time. They're about yeah. for the rest of his career. And he got targeted at about, um, you know, 15% of the time going go route. This year, we're up to like 41% and we're targeting him at like 10. So we're basically just so going full you- decoy mode. So we're running in yeah, more so he vertical runs deep every time even, to take a defender out of the the zone, yeah. but he we're not throwing it at him. We're not throwing it to him really is the thing, which is kind of I don't know if it's just not there or they just haven't really linked on it, but yeah, I I, I wonder if they need his to touchdown was nice. Dak did th- drop a nice dime in the bread basket. Dak was on all day. I mean, when he threw that first TD to Ferguson, I was like, oh man, Dak's feeling that one because that's a that up the seam tight end pass is when we have missed on. He's five times this year ones and that's the first one that's been caught so that was big for yeah Frankie. and it was um, still like almost it was like a one-hander that he had to haul in but it was right where it needed to be so it worked i was very happy well we need someone up the scene that's something we don't have that's not really what cd runs is those seam routes so yeah uh, good on fergie good catch good play that, that kind of set the tone uh and dak he's one of those guys man that i almost think you can tell in the first quarter like if he has it or doesn't have it He's like an MLB pitcher. I've been watching a lot of postseason, and you can kind of tell like when a guy has his stuff, like his shit's electric tonight, to quote our, our guy, oh, Roger yeah. Clemens. And that's really, the thing, popping like, off, really pops yeah. off the glove, dude. Yeah. You can just kind of tell Dak just had it. He was feeling it in this game. And it was uh, when he's doing that, and then the defense um, plays the way that they play. I mean, it's this is why we can beat teams by 30 any given week. So. Yeah, and I don't even know how to like diagnose this Rams game because the Rams did look basically hapless after their first drive. Like they kind of moved the ball a little bit, and then they kicked. Can I give you a theory? Goal. This is what I I texted Andy that I had a theory, and I actually felt really good. Oh yes, please do. It was one of the only games that I I originally bet. Um, Dallas, I think if you look at from two years ago. They won 12 games. Last year, they won 12 games. And this year, you know, off to another nice start. If you look at, and in that time, I think we're either first or second on most blowouts, depending on how you cut it off. It's either us or the Bills for most, like, double-digit wins in that time frame. And if you look at the games that we do classify as a blowout, it's usually teams I've noticed that have three of the same symptoms. And number one is typically an immobile quarterback. 
Go back to yeah. the Bucks in the playoff game, right? Brady doesn't move at all. Go back to the Kirk Cousins and the Vikings last year. He doesn't move at all. Mac Jones and the Patriots. He doesn't move at all. Today, Stafford and the Rams. And, and that's why I had a good feeling is a team that if they have an immobile quarterback and then they have no run game and the Rams mm-hmm. can't run, the Bucks couldn't run last year, New England can't run. In uh, all those examples, if we get that type of matchup for this defense, it's just, you know, if you believe in that, you know, kind of saying styles make fights, that's just our defense just eats in those. If you play an immobile quarterback with no run game, the third's kind of a questionable O-line. That's, you know, Giants and Jets, even though their quarterbacks can move a little bit. But yeah. if you get two of the three, and certainly all three, which I think the Rams have, I, this defense is just impossible because you can't you can't keep the pass rush away. You don't have a running back that can negate some of it, and you don't have a quarterback that can get away from pressure. So if that happens, I mean, we just – we didn't actually have that many sacks in this game, but we had a ton of pressure, and they had very little run game. So, Man, I know we usually wait – to a dog on the opposing fan base until the end of the program. But man, when I went through the, the Rams subreddit and the game thread, they may have like the worst fan base in the league and not like in the way that Philly's the worst fan base, but just like, <laughs> as far as just like definitely all became fans 12 minutes ago, zero, none of them have put in any time whatsoever. They're all like, man, this team fucking sucks. Fire McVay. Like Stafford really turned this team into the LA Lions. This is a disgrace. I was like, bro, y'all won a Super Bowl with this guy. He was the MVP <laughs> of the Super Bowl like 18 months ago. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, I love how many fan bases Andy has called the worst fan bases in the NFL. It might, yeah, I mean, I think list, the truth is that NFL will. fans just suck. I think NFL yeah. fans just suck. And so if you take, if you look closely at any of them, you're like, Oh God, this is garbage. Like, especially the really ones that take to here. the internet or podcast to give their opinion. Like, Oh us. yeah, very true. I mean, the Rams were all about how like, uh, they were definitely going to kick our ass until that, that penalty on the first drive. And then they, the refs ignored how we held cup the whole game, which, you know, okay. Just like, that's not even actual analysis. That's just like, which something a, a fan Stafford says was, atrociously bad like Dak. yeah i I could tell i could tell what they were looking at like they ran this option out they were trying to run this option route and they thought bland was either going to follow cup or stay with puka and instead bland realized what was happening is probably because they run that concept a lot and he just stepped to like their passing lane instead of following cup to the boundary and so it looked just like stafford threw bland the ball it could Um, be they definitely didn't look on the same page, which is pretty. Bland has become a ball hawk on the level of Trayvon Diggs, dude. Like, it's starting Landers. to be absurd. It's it's getting to the like we are. I obviously like I really liked the decision to bring in Stefan Gilmore, and obviously now we, we need him because otherwise it'd be Nishan Wright's special teams penalty ass out there on the other side. But I'm so excited for next year when it's Diggs and Bland. Like, bro, you can't throw it anywhere. Like we're going to have a hundred picks next year. It's going to be insane. So I'm super stoked about that. Bland did get his third pick six of the year yesterday. Um, I think the NFL record for a career is like 10 or something, maybe 12 tops. Um, It's not very many because I remember a keep to leave. I remember, I think he had like his sixth or seventh or eighth on us. And it was like, they're like a keep to leave as the most since like the 50. Yeah. Like, D- oh. Dion has nine and he's like in the top three for sure. So yeah. insane. Um, 
Bland is just a he's absurd. I mean, he had five picks as a rookie. He already he was has, that second think, one. He had, he had a really good uh, pass defense, I think. On the he's always good for an almost pick as well. Like in every game, he seems to get like one he should have, and then he he gets one like for real. So you're always like, yeah. So looking it up, the uh, interception you know return for touchdown leader is uh, Rod Woodson with twelve. That makes yep. sense. Rod Woodson yeah. is a monster. What did Keith Talib have? Does it tell you? Are you looking at the list? I'm um, looking for him. Uh, he had ten. Yeah, That's I was gonna say he was good, one of the dude. first. Uh, yeah, yeah, hit double digits. Okay. Akeem Talib, dude, the the Dallas only Dallas fucking legend. cool player, the only cool player to ever play for the Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> um, it's probably true. So yeah, Bland. The, really, that that was the sequence where it all fell apart. Like, so the Cowboys have scored on offense, which including a. 58 yarder from Brandon Aubrey. Can we talk about the boy with the golden leg, dude? He is absolutely lethal from the moon, which I have not said since the days of prime Bailey, dude. He's he's about as sure thing as you can get. Now, kickers, like I said, their lifespan are are he might never make a kick again like we have no idea but <laughs> we can just talk about how confident right we are now, that he misses for the next week yeah, yeah for right now dude he's he is i've never this is the by far the most confident in the kicker for the cowboys i've been in since since bailey for sure like really yeah oh yeah i mean i'm trying to think of because all the guys had a good year last year but it was maher had a really good like year last year yeah until, until the, the playoffs okay yeah and then yeah. <laughs> then he became like unusable like he missed like six extra points or something in one game which is oh yeah no, but it came we had no choice Brand, then brandon aubrey missed his first kick ever yeah for the cowboys and then has never missed again which is tight so Zerline, I always thought was very reliable when the kick was critical to the game. He did. He, he and did I see that he's still out there winning it for the Jets. Yeah, Zerline's great if it's a clutch kick or if it's a kick longer than fifty yards. Anything yes. that's Any, like a forty yard. Anything else, it's like a point chip shot. If it's like yeah. eight minutes to play in the third quarter, he and can you hit a like nuke, a, a but man, five yarder and nuke that into the stands yeah. in the corner. Like, yeah. So that happened. Then they throw the pick six. Then Micah gets a sack, which sets up this punt, which we block because Bones gets revenge on his former team. Bones Fossil gets uh, puts Sam Williams at Gunner on the so punt sick. team, Don't gets a block. We get the safety. They kick the punt for the safety, and Terp almost houses that shit. We score again. And so in like the space of like four minutes, it's suddenly like, 23 to three or something it's like, very reminiscent of that giant game right where they just all of a sudden we blocked that uh field goal and then all of a sudden just ran away with it that's sort of how this one yep. felt all of a sudden you looked up and you're like holy shit we're winning 33 to three wow yeah it was a it was a, an ass beating it got um, a little hairy point... they scored a touchdown and then they scored again and i was a little bit like okay we need to pay attention here and then you know, we took care of business, but it, it, for yeah. one second, I was a little like, all right, guys, let's, you know, let's not play with our food here. That was annoying. The fucking, the one where we were on like the eight and Dak fired one over the middle, it got tipped. Yeah. And then instead of like batting it down or going for the ball, fucking <laughs> Scoon Maker decided to like punch it up in the air. So it was like anybody's balls. God damn it. Scoon Maker, who I hate so much, got one catch yesterday, his second career catch in the NFL. Just phenomenal. 
That's such a bad pick, man. That Chargers fan texted me this morning, and he he texted the group chat, and he goes, I hope you guys saw Quentin Johnson last night looking prolific. He's developing faster than I expected. And I didn't watch that Chargers-Bears game, so I was like, oh, damn. I guess Quentin Johnson went off. I went and looked. Yeah, bro, he had five catches for 50 yards against the war against the bears like the worst defense in football and like we're like eight games into this first round picture me, of the year for me for hoko scored a touchdown last night so that tells you everything yeah. you need to know about the bears yeah. defense like dude by week eight of his rookie year like guys like justin jefferson and like cd lamb were having like highlight reel catches in hundred yard games this guy had like a good game for Jake Ferguson. Just look at Jordan <laughs> Addison. You know, he's balling over there. The same Dude, Jordan Addison is sick, which I did say I thought Jordan Addison would be sick because he was so nasty at Pitt. And I just figured like USC didn't know what they were doing with him, but fuck, he's tight. Yeah. Uh, Q, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't have much faith in. No, I'm he's a bum. Avoided that and he one. plays for a bum franchise. However, Shout out to the Chargers. They finally have more wins in LA than the Cowboys do. For up until last night, they were tied one each. And now the Chargers have two wins in LA. Congrats, guys. So, yeah. Um, but the Cowboys effectively ran away with this one. Cooper Rush was in by the fourth quarter. Um, Dak has his sixth career game with 300 yards and four touchdowns. That ties him with Tony Romo for most games with 300 yards and four touchdowns um pretty uh pretty impressive game from old Dak. i am uh quite pleased i really hope he does it again next week i really want to beat philly i feel like they are very vulnerable they should have lost to washington um oh i want this one i want this one bad yeah, so I guess uh, we can, um, I guess, move on, or we can do Star Love Go. And I did want to mention the defense. I thought Micah was pretty sick. He had a nasty sack. I thought they robbed him of the second sack. They did. That was bullshit. Um, so, Zach, I, I know you didn't get to watch this play. There was So, uh, Stafford was trying to throw a pass. Micah comes up behind him, like, tackles the shit out of him, strips him. But like his arms are pinned down like this. And as he's trying to go, as he's going down, he just like throws the ball like that. And they called that a forward pass and robbed Micah of both the sack and the fumble. And so he didn't get either. That's really, really <laughs> shitty. Um, Micah had a huge impact on the game. I saw Micah taking some like shit from the national media. They were like, oh, Micah Parsons finally has an impact game. It's first time since week three. And I was like, well, one, I'm pretty sure he had like the game defining play against the chargers like that sack that put them in that third and long forced the interception that sealed the game and two like yeah i mean micah didn't have like the greatest niners game i agree um but no one did so you know i'm not gonna put that on micah he was not an impact player at all in the niners game i thought he was very good in the chargers game he just only had one sack i mean that's the thing with pass rushers they have one stat that the general public yeah judges them completely on i mean we're even guilty of it but if you watch actually watch that game you could tell he was well it's why even half our fan base hates tank dude yeah. like even half our fan base shits on mm-hmm. tank because they'll be like oh we only got six sacks this year and it's like dude that guy does so many things that make everyone else's he's job easier PFF grade than micah this year he's like second in the speaking NFL of the niners oh please do maybe Maybe you should have worn that fuck Dallas shirt, huh, Kittle? <laughs> Things have not gone according to plan. 
the Niners did one of those things where you like all year, you got a game circled, dude. You're like, bro, Dallas up. It's our rivalry game. Like all this shit. They go out there, they beat Dallas's ass on national TV. Everyone's on the Niners dick. Everyone thinks the Niners are the greatest team. They're going to definitely win the Super Bowl. And damn, I'll be damned. They never win again, dude. They are 0 3 since then. Brock Purdy looked like Iowa State Brock Purdy, dude. Like he threw two atrocious interceptions in that game against uh who they play Sunday? Um Bengals. The Bengals, thank you. Um I mean, dude, he he's it, it looked bad. So I, I'm sure they'll write the ship. I think they're too talented to not. Um, but it's nice uh, to know that they're they're human. Yeah, so. he's, he's missing a couple of pro bowlers. Um, well, and I'll tell you this. We are now the number two team in the NFC. Like, mm-hmm. we have the second best record because the Bengals have lost three straight. So Real perfect. quick on the Niners thing, I think educated fans, people that I respect dearly, are, are actually calling it the Randy Gregory curse. 0-3 since Randy Gregory's been there. Just throwing that out there, but... You know, the and, and all of a sudden, the Broncos defense. The Broncos were six and fifteen with Randy Gregory, and they're two and, and two since they got. Yeah, they beat the Chiefs. Yeah. So uh, just throwing that out there, throwing that out there for everybody. Uh, yeah, the Niners do look mortal. All of a sudden, I'm not convinced that anyone in the NFL is elite. I think there's pains me to say. I was thinking about this today. I think there's one really good team. I do unfortunately think it's Philly as far as health and talent. I think they're probably yeah, but even best. Philly, dude, like they're they, I didn't they say don't elite. look like world beaters. Really yeah, no. they, they don't look like world beaters. Everyone has significant holes. Like there are teams with elite units. Like the the Dolphins clearly have an elite offense, but they're beatable. Philly has an elite single play, and that that's it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're beatable. Their whole gameplay is based around it. It's why they like it, they never blow anyone out. It it's really annoying, and there are Cowboys fans that want the NFL in turnovers or interceptions, ten apiece. Yeah, 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 they yeah, 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 yeah. which is is uh is weird because you know like now that Jack Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes <laughs> are all leading the league in interceptions, we don't hear about that no one, stat. Yeah, we as don't. Often no one mentions as it we did last year. It's so strange. It's kind of like number of yards given up by a corner which <laughs> was a stat for exactly 16 weeks like <laughs> that was only recorded in I, one line of a book soul in the there's not a soul out there who knows who's given up the most yards in the nfl this year there's not a soul Fuck and that, no, was dude, that was broadcasted every anti-diggs propaganda stat dude such slander on trayvon diggs and of Ridiculous. course now that he's out when we lost you know the Niners game and looked, you know, they're really missing Trayvon dude. Really, yeah, I was like, yeah, oh yeah, fuck you. <laughs> the guy that you guys harped on for a whole year. But. Well, and what's weird is Dick, that whole narrative of like, this is a ball hawk, but he can't cover. That is like two or three years old at this point. And I still have people tell me that to my face. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I wish we had Trayvon Diggs in still. And they'll be like, yeah, but like, he's a ball. He can, he has a ton of picks, but he can't cover. I was like, well, not really dude. Like he had a ton of picks that one year. He, now he's just like a good number of picks and very good at covering. Like that's not the case anymore. And they're like, nah, he sucks. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, man, it's a. Uh, I was very happy with how they handled both Cup and Poop and Nakua. Um, yeah, they didn't. Look both guys much, are basically non-factors. I mean, 
And Stafford, I thought, broke his thumb, but he came back and played, and now they're calling him day-to-day. It's just a sprain, I guess. But uh, I thought he was done because he got his thumb jammed into a helmet, and I was like, well, they're yeah, about to like be shit, dude. That looked like so, that looked so painful. So, yeah, the Cowboys absolutely blew these guys out. Um, they look, The offense looks like it's finally kind of clicking. They used a lot more motion than they have at any point I think it's the best special teams we've ever had. I would agree. I would definitely agree. We had that. block oh, runs. We, we have really a good, good return last year. Yeah, I mean, two years in a row, but we we block. I mean, we can return oh. with Turpin. Who I'll say this: I, I think, I think that the, year, the big improvement on special year. teams this year is Turpin is so much smarter this year about Aubrey, what he yes. chooses to run out and what he chooses not to run out. We, Turpin had one yesterday where he took it out from deep in the end zone, and got tackled at like the seventeen, which was an inadvisable play. But for the most part. Turpin hasn't he hasn't fumbled any punt returns. He's he has uh, made significant impact plays in the return game and on offense, and he hasn't had any boneheaded like I'm going to run this one out and get tackled at the five, and that's all I can really ask. And then yeah, you had Aubrey who is a, just like I mean he's an elite kicker. Like at this point, I have to say like when you have a guy that you he's definitely you do one is of the basically automatic in the at this point. That 58 yarder would have been good from like. 65 plus dude it looked it easily went like he's got that like like that soccer like that uh, soccer defender leg where they can like put it in the net from like you know the other end of the pitch like he can do that shit which is amazing i'm still upset that when mccarthy was out with covid a couple years ago they didn't put bones in (laughs) they're saying he wanted to and it was like crazy old man dude i don't care let him go for it every tons of rams fans were hella sad yesterday they were like i can't believe we ran this guy off the team yeah fuck you dude i also love that the rams have like their their current narrative a lot amongst a lot of their fans is that once mcveigh got married and had a child he doesn't have the drive anymore yeah tight there was legit rumors for having kids there was legit rumors though last year that he was preseason very uninterested in the team they had and last year there was a lot of reports of burnout a lot of reports he was going to leave and then apparently he dug back in this year and you can see the rams have looked much more competent he's kind of well and like aaron donald is going to retire they finally have they finally have a draft pick too they didn't have a draft yeah i was going to ask you all this okay let's say the rams decide like hey man we're too far out of it to make any real noise a lot of this, a lot of our money's tied up in these older guys who are not probably going to be part of the future of the Rams. I'm not going to go as far as some Rams fans. A lot of Rams fans really think McVay's going to like get fired or leave. I don't think that's the case. You win a Super Bowl within, you get a, you're going to get a couple of years for sure. If the Rams called up you, you're Jerry Jones, the Rams call you up and they go, give us a first round pick. We'll give you Aaron Donald. Are you doing it? It's basically a one-year rental. You have no guarantee he plays football after this season. But for the next, you know, 10 weeks plus playoffs, you have maybe the greatest defensive tackle to ever touch the field on in the middle of your line to go, you know, maybe stop the tush push a little bit, plus create internal pressure. Are you doing it? Without question for me, without question. I'm, I'm going to say, um, yeah, we're not doing anything else this offseason. I mean, this – season I as think, trade so I, fuck yeah. I just really believe and i don't think they will this is trade deadline week i i still just really believe like look at the eagles they traded another six round pick for a former all pro safety this year which i don't get why teams just 
like yeah why did they kill the eagles the players for nothing it, it, yeah deandre swift's like third in rushing and they picked him up for a fucking six rounder this year but and don't get me um, wrong fifth round picks can be great deron bland was a fifth round pick but sure i get yeah. it but you're trading depth i, I just if dallas wants to win and dallas wants to win in january because they can win 12 games with the roster they have i, I definitely think it's feasible if they really want to be a contender, it just makes sense to load up somewhere. Load up, bring in either a second weapon or, yeah, go out. If you get an Aaron Donald or a Pat Sertin, you have a chance to bring in an all-pro player to this thing. Absolutely. You already have a great unit. Make it better. Make it stronger. Okay, you, know, you can have so one of look the following you, the three players. Unit in the playoffs. You can have one of the following three players. You only have one. Okay. And it will cost you your first round draft pick. Okay. Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, Aaron Donald. I'd go Devontae one, Donald two, literally anything else in the world, and then Derrick Henry three. Really? Really? See, part of me is attracted to the Derrick Henry thing because I do think that McCarthy wants to run some kind of smash mouth concepts up the middle. And I just don't think Pollard has that in him. Like he's, it's just not very effective. Like yesterday we finally started like pitching it to the outside, running sweeps on the outside with Pollard. And he was getting like 10 yard touches. That was the only impactful touches he had all game. You run him up the gut, he gets crushed. It's just not that useful. I think Derrick Henry could make an impact there for you. That said, I would rather have Devontae Adams, who I just think not for a first. makes his own That's separation. Right. Sure. I, I don't disagree that he could be fine for this team. I think we've seen enough evidence outside of McCaffrey and the Niners, which McCaffrey might be the best back in the world, that a running back is not what puts you over the top or over the edge. You we've know, seen I saw a, a really interesting in the NFL, so I would not do it. Do you know that McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara are like identical players? Age wise or what? Career wise? Like, like, uh, let me see. I have, I think I have it here in my, in my, uh, IG DMs. It goes down in the DMs. Okay. They both were drafted in 2017. Uh, CMC has 1,618 touches. Camara has 1,669 touches. So very comparable. Uh, CMC has 9,308 scrimmage yards. Camara has 9,326. CMC has 71 TDs. Kamara has 72 TDs. CMC has 1,150 carries. Kamara has 1,200 carries. Uh, CMC has 5,324 rushing yards. Kamara has 5,396 rushing yards. CMC has 468 receptions. Kamara has 465 receptions. Uh, CMC has 3,984 receiving yards. Kamara has 3,930 receiving yards. I mean, they are the exact same player career wise yeah i like, guess that's true i did identical really production it's it. just that it's just that camara plays for a team that no one watches or cares about and so it's I like i would say yes now i definitely think early in their career you could say camara was probably i don't know i just watched yeah, him was week very hyped at the beginning McCaffrey seems so i remember when camara was like and, everywhere because his his isn't his uncle like or his like dad or something coach k okay yeah which is nuts. Like, <laughs> um, um, I, I would just say, yeah, I don't know. I, I still would give the. It, that's interesting because in my head, I would think McCaffrey clears. Kamara, I know. I that's say, what I, I. When I saw it, I was like, no way. 
But I will say probably those shitty Panther teams versus those really good Saint teams has a little to do with it. But that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. But but I'll give Kamara's flowers. He was good for a long stretch. I don't think he's that great anymore, but he's still putting up numbers. I mean, he's catching like – dude, if you watch the Saints game and you ever bet him or you have him on red zone, their whole offense is just like dump off, dump off, dump off to him. He's basically – what he's turned into what Saquon is now. He's just like a complete – dump off merchant which that giant game by the way hilarious i was gonna say bro did you see like i had more yards passing than the giants starting quarterback yesterday he ended the game with negative one passing yards they had a negative nine as a team too that is nuts bro i had darren waller that is so crazy and he got hurt and he left in the first quarter with one catch for four yards, and he was their leading receiver at the end of the game with <laughs> one catch for four yards. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was unable to watch uh, these games on Sunday. I was on a whole car trip. But I did remember uh, looking at the stats for that game and just being having to ask you guys, like, what, what the fuck happened? What is happening? I, <laughs> last time this happened, I was able to watch a game. It was the uh, – that crazy Patriots game a couple years ago where they never threw the ball once. Oh yeah, because of the weather. And I was like, well, the, well, the Giants still happen. almost won. Like they were up yes. seven with like a minute, like with thirty seconds to go, and Graham Gano missed a chip shot field goal, and then Zach Wilson. Uh, Dude, they spotted their own ball, which I know would yeah. piss off all Cowboy oh fans. God, they, the last play now. of the game, Zach Wilson threw one down. Their center grabs the ball, and they spike it, which was Mike's whole thing that he said, like, you technically don't need the ref to, to spot it. The ref just ran over and, you know, that whole controversy. The Jets legitimately did that and did not get a penalty, and they just kicked, you know, got the spike ball, kicked the field goal. But that game sucked because I saw – I was watching that game and I saw Tyrod go down with broken ribs, which shout out T-Mobile. I do still like him, but, and I saw this guy go in and I was like, man, they're going to get their shit pushed in. The line at half was, it was seven to three and it was Jets minus four and a half. And I hammered the Jets. I was like, dude, the Giants are never going to score again. And then of course the Giants get one touchdown and the Jets do nothing the entire half, just zero, (laughs) zero, any bit of offense. I should have known better, but. That was a shit show, man. Both those teams are inept. That they are. And um, your boy Saquon, oh. he got, I think, 36 touches in that one. Something insane. Dude, well, he must have had, like, 400 yards then. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's elite, dude. They should have given – they shouldn't have paid Danny Dimes. They should have paid it all to Saquon, which is still my favorite take that Giants fans have come to at this point. I'm like, what? He's on the team. Why would you pay him more? I don't understand. Like, what? He's agreed to I, pay I for am you. seeing a lot of things of people wondering if Daniel Dimes, Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones is going to retire due to injuries. Because I was seeing Ooh, things saying, like, that would be sad, honestly. I mean, I shit on it. It also that, would, that but there was that reports would. coming out that he was having issues like moving his left side. Oh, Although man. then, like, a day later, I heard that he was medically cleared. So I don't know if these well, were true or not. For you. <laughs> He's good. Fuck it. So, yeah, man, the uh, the Cowboys, like, after a, a loss to the Niners that was so bad that it felt like we would just never matter again, here we are, three weeks later, we've played two games, and we are second in the division. Obviously, Philly's 7-1, and one, so, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but we're sitting right there. 
in the in the conference. I mean, there's three five and two teams, um, Seattle and Detroit and us. We are. Detroit's uh, going to win tonight, by the way, or very likely. Yeah, so we'll we'll end, we'll end up like tied for third in the conference, but we're second in the division. We go beat Philly next week, dude. We'll both be six and two, or no? They'll be seven and two. We'll be six and two, um, but we'll have the head to head. And dude, we could we'll be in the driver's seat basically in the division overnight. You got to go beat Philly. We that's what it comes down to. My and I'm interested what you guys say. My outlook for this team really hasn't changed of where I think they are and who they are but what we did say and i still have always believed that if they're gonna make a run they're gonna need to get a little bit lucky some of their luck would be your rivals start playing a little shitty and some of yep. that would be you get the one seed and you get the eagles path last year and that would be big if they can somehow grind oh yes that one that'd seed. be huge That's, dude you the know, 49ers they're uh looking at a wild card spot right now yeah, yeah. The, the seahawks are winning that division they got to pull it together, dude. They got to pull it together. They're also so, I went out the Niners were four and four at one point last year, and I think ended twelve and four. But yeah, I'm not. Year. I'm not too. I'm not too uh, worried about the Niners. They have Look, there's only four good teams in the NFC, so the Niners should be fine. Like I just, I'm not convinced, and I'm putting the Lions as finally good. I don't think they're very good. I don't think they're elite. They're new, but they're still they're pretty good. They've replaced. Green Bay as like a team I was worried about. So there's four good teams. The Niners are one. They'll make the playoffs at some form or fashion. So will the Eagles. So are we. And so will the Lions. And then the other three will be, I don't know, some version of who gets lucky and hot at the right time or whose schedule's easiest. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, to your point, Andy, yes, this is a big game now because we watched what happened in that Niners game. Now you took care of business. You beat two middle-of-the-road L.A. teams. Not bad, not great, just middle-of-the-road L.A. teams. And now you have a chance to legitimately control your own fate a bit against a, a division rival that is and 6-1. And they don't well, and look the, great. The Eagles. Thing, but they find ways to win. They went down 14 nothing against Washington, still found a way to win. I mean, they – well, and they've gotten an easy – they've gotten a, a, not a terribly hard road. I mean, they had to play the, the Dolphins. I'll give them that's a good team. That was a good win. But that was a good win. They 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 got to start the year. Patriots, Vikings, Bucks, Commanders. Okay. They they play the Rams. Then they lose to the Jets. Then they beat the, the Dolphins pretty handily. They squeak one out against the Commanders. Now their next four games are us at KC against the Bills and then against the Niners. And then they play us again. They have a really their tough next five, five are tough. That is like the best five teams in football, like, or or at least they up could there. lose all of them. That'd I don't think they so will, tied. but theoretically, it'd be so tight if like some some weird thing happened where it turned out either like the the tush push is like technically illegal or like Kelsey gets hurt and dude, you take that away from them, they are Clark Kent maybe glasses are going back on. Yeah, the reason I put them at one is I still just think looking at the rest of the teams, they have the most talent, and that's until someone yeah, they, gets well, they hurt, got the weapons, like dude. I mean, AJ I'm pretty pissed about her. I talked a lot of shit about AJ. Hurts doesn't look great, but they still have a great O line. Swift has been more than yeah. adequate at running back. Two stud receivers. I mean, AJ Brown's on. 
crazy mode. He's fucking look. He he just cool. set a record for like most 125 yard games in a row or something <laughs> like that. Which man, I'll tell you what. When they traded for him, I didn't really think that much of him in Tennessee. I thought he was good, but like I didn't know he I was definitely thought he was like a number two receiver, and he is very fucking good. Like he is maybe he's the dead. best. Like, he's, he's not an the alpha. best receiver in football. But he's definitely the guy. He's him. and he's a dog, which I think helps them. He's got if you watch, he's got sure. a little bit of that. But me and Andy won a little bit of that. Des Bryant in him. He'll he'll bark. I mean, he'll yell at the team. He'll get you know. He'll get in hurts his face. Just wait till we get Keon there. Coleman next year, dude. Just wait till we get Keon Coleman. Oh yeah, that's our boy. Uh, me and Andy that's have good. a we we can't wait to do our draft preview pod. It might be fifteen wide receivers between the next two years that we talk about, but we are. We have eyes on some guys. Put it oh, there's some guys. Go watch the Keon Coleman highlight tape fans out there if you want to see what me and Ben fall asleep to every night. So, so yeah, we are playing. And then we'll yeah, do Yeah, let's Philly. do that. So then quickly, we'll Star Love Goat. Um, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on mine. I'll do first the walk star star of the game. This one was easy for me. Dak, sling it. He had maybe almost pitched a perfect game. The int was probably on. It wasn't a great throw. Schoonmaker did everything in his ability to make sure that was a pick. Uh, still, you know, other than that, he was about as flawless. You could give it to a ton of guys. I mean, this was a really complete team win. Everyone looked really good, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to Dak. I mean, even PFF, he had his best uh, grade, I think, this season. He also had his highest completion percentage over expected in a game this season yeah. based on throws. I mean, he was throwing some some tight lasers in there, so... Uh, I almost gave it to CD because I thought, you know, his stats were pretty insane. But I'm going to give it to Dak and back-to-back weeks now for me to give old Dak Prescott a, Very nice. a walk star star of the game. Love it. Zach, who uh, you got? All right. Honorable mention is going to be Bland and CD for very obvious reasons. If you get a pick six, I'm always going to give you an honorable mention. I fucking love theirs. They are the Normally best. that's enough for me to just say I don't care. I'm giving them the love of the game. But I do have to give it to Dak. He did Whoa. phenomenal this game. Did really, really well. Like, I'm starting to think he he might be on Justin Fields' level. Oh, dude, don't go too far. But, yeah, my love of the game. Well, man, now this has put a ton of pressure on me. I had a plan here. I was going to go... Man, I don't know. I, I want to give... I, I mean, I, I want to give it to Dak so that he'll, give it, he'll get the, the unanimous... Um, my honorable mention is Dak. Uh, oh, he didn't do it. We did not Dak, get the first Dak Star-Lo pitched goat. a shutout. Um, he played an incredible game, and Dak's in at least for this moment in time. I don't know how long it'll last, but he's in full command of the offense. He's going to the line with multiple plays. He is diagnosing the defense, and he's picking guys apart. Um, I think he will have a good game in Philly. I, I don't have a ton of uh, – if there's one part of the Philly thing that I'm less impressed with than the rest, it's the secondary. And I think that uh, the DAC has the potential to have a really big game. But for a team that has needed for, I would say, years a true alpha playmaker, I think we're watching the emergence of C.D. Lamb Ooh. out of the very good category, and he could emerge into the – like great to elite category. Um, CD put on some bulk over the off season. I went back and watched his highlights from rookie year, second year. 
And he's always had like yak ability. He's always been like great with the ball in the air and great after the catch, but he was a very slight finesse wide receiver who like, you could kind of like throw an arm out and like knock him off balance and maybe take him down. CD has like gained probably like 15 or 20 pounds of muscle since his rookie year. And he sheds tacklers. He breaks through guys that in like, in the, like especially corners and smaller safeties. Um, yesterday he had multiple plays where he caught slants coming across the middle and dudes tried to take him down and he would just go right through him and keep going. Um, he also has become slowly. I mean, we, we, we used to kind of see him handle the middle of the field kind of balls. And then Gallup was kind of the guy they would throw the fifty fifties at yesterday. We started to see Dak trust CD enough to throw like down the sideline, high point 50, 50 balls. And CD was absolutely mossing fools. Um, yesterday reminded me the, what, what he did yesterday to Kendrick reminded me of the uh, Bradley Fletcher game that Des had against the Eagles in 2014. Just like mm -hmm. this coach. guy, I am absolutely roasting you all afternoon. And that's what CD did. So the go to the game is CD Lamb. Um, I hope Mike is learning from this. I really hope we don't go to Philly next week and throw the ball at CD five times. I'll be very upset. So that that was my biggest takeaway was hoping that Mike learned that you know he can change and that this yeah. Texas Coast offense he wanted to run is just not going to work. It, this better it not may not even be bad, a bad idea, but one you have to adapt to the times. Um, it's fine to run a West use, Coast like offense. The thing, you just got to use some bells and whistles. Yeah. And they're, you know. Like, I, yeah, I love run really heavy. Good. Just we do not have the talent for that. Yeah, we when the, like in talent slash just like the type of personnel. Like, you don't have – even Zeke was better at the up-the-gut type runs that Mike likes than, than Pollard is. Oh, yeah. And like Ben said, the bells and whistles. If you mm -hmm. want to use – if you want CD to get the ball – just giving him like that exit release motion with, uh, you know, a player on the outside to get the right matchup so that CD can create six yards of separation rather than two. That's a huge advantage for, for a quarterback like Dak. So yeah, I, uh, I hope Mike is writing all this shit down. Um, I'm sure he's having a better time this week than he was three weeks ago. So yeah. All right, so, well, Phil that was Adelphia, the first, gentlemen. I was going to say, just that was the second star love of the season. We still have no star love goat. We do not have a unanimous. I was so tempted, first, dude, because it's the first Jack was amazing. Lamb, first CD Lamb shout out for anybody this season. So way to go, CD. Finally, correct. CD, CD's coming on, dude. He, uh, you know, I was looking uh, today, and I was looking at, like, games where CD Lamb gets 10 plus targets what how how successful are we um and there are games uh notable games where cd lamb gets 10 targets and has a great game and we lose you know the packers game last year the 49ers playoff game um but there are but for the most part like you can draw a line directly from cd lamb getting fed to us winning a game and i think we just needed to keep doing that shit man i mean you look at week two this year, CD gets 13 targets. He catches 11 for 143 against the Jets. And then he goes through four straight weeks where he, he peaks out at seven targets. Um, now, last week against the Chargers, he turned those seven targets into seven catches for 117. So he made the most of it. But 
Dude, with 14 balls headed his way, he caught 12 catches for 158 and two touchdowns. Like, he doesn't need to do that every time, but God, make him not do it before you decide to not try. Like, dude's a monster. Yeah, I agree. He's 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 kind of been a fringe alpha one. Like, I still can't put him quite in that leap where like AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill and those guys have been, you know, the the true He's in that next group, but all every one of these games, he gets a little closer to being, you know, one of the top five, top six guys. It's just a tough, tough thing to uh, crack into. But he's well, he's he'll have a ch- he has a chance, dude. If if CD Lamb goes out and has like a twelve catch, one hundred and fifty yard, two touchdown game, and we beat Philly, CD Lamb's going to be a hot topic of conversation. Yeah, so big week. This is Philly week. Um, we did a little bit. You know, we know this team really well. They know us. Uh, Obviously, Philly's been hot the last two years, six and one, best record, and the only one lost team left in the NFL. They've been closer though. Last year they were just pounding everyone's face in. This year they've been a lot closer. And I'll tell you what, dude, for just like we are a very successful regular season team where the Niners seem to have our number, Philadelphia, for all their victories, they're not very good at playing Dak Prescott. Dak is no, one against them in their last eight. In their last three meetings, Dak has three touchdowns, five touchdowns, and three touchdowns. He, in his career, I think he's like eight or nine and three. Like, Dak kind of owns Philly, just like he owns the rest of the division. He certainly has. He's owned the division as a whole, for sure. So uh, his. The stats against the Eagles overall: nineteen touchdowns and eight interceptions. That's uh, that's not too bad, not too bad. And and I bet a lot of those uh, interceptions were kind of towards the beginning of his career, if I had to guess, because I know in his last three games he only has like one. Yeah, uh, in the last four games he only has one. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I think they're all Luke's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got crushed that game. That sucked. I remember that. Okay. That was the game. I think it was like Colt McCoy or Mark Sanchez or one of those horrible like backup Eagle QBs killed us. I am excited though because we have not seen a real Hurts Dak showdown. Last we haven't. Year, not since Super Bowl was like the first game, and then the second game Hurts was out, so it was Dak versus Minshew. So we haven't really gotten the full. And we're about so as if Dak can beat the can better be. QB on the team. I think he can handle Hurts. Yeah, but we'll see. But agreed. I do agree. I, especially because like when Hertz was first starting for the Eagles, like even the Eagles fans shit on him so much. Um, and he's really emerged obviously for sure. And he's really come a long way in reputation and skill. And so now I think we're getting our first real, like prime Hertz. Like he is the guy and Dak is, you know, he's been the guy. So this is a, this may be the biggest showdown up there collective careers as far as like between the two of them goes um it'll be very interesting to see how this game turns out i i am more confident that it feels like at this point anyway like compared to like last year's christmas game for instance i feel like both teams are a little worse like i felt more confident in the cowboys last christmas but i also felt like the eagles were way more like intimidating and hard to beat whereas this year i have way more doubts about the cowboys but the Eagles also look way more beatable. So it is a very strange dynamic to 
the big Their showdown in the NFC East. It's not nearly as stout as it was last year. Last year they had a very the only thing that they really do at an elite level at this point is sacks. They generate a ton of sacks. Outside of that, they have not nearly been the team that they were a year ago. So yeah, dude, I mean, Sam Howell absolutely diced them up. He put up like four TDs. Both times. Yeah. He had 300 yards the first time, and he had like 400 almost yesterday. So, Which I will say, like for all the shit that they get, and Washington deserves every ounce of it, like they have some weapons, dude. Dotson is that guy and obviously terry is terry yeah and i will say this the the games between them are always pretty close i mean washington was one of the teams that they actually ended philly's undefeated streak last year and they played them tight as fuck in both of these probably should have won both or at least should have won the first one philly came back in commanding fashion in this one but they play philly really well i mean sometimes you just have teams like that like houston i think is like Trevor Lawrence is one in four against the Houston Texans or something funny. Like sometimes division teams just have the number of another division team. Um, well, remember rookie year Dak, dude, like Dak beat the, beat the brakes off the whole world with Zeke running for like 1600 yards. And we lost to a shit ass giants team twice. Yeah. Super so I'm excited. So, they're, 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 they're more gettable on defense. They give up a ton of passing yards and big plays. They still generate quite a bit of sacks. And then offensively, they're the same team. Uh, they have two elite weapons on the outside, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. They have a solid tight end, and then Hertz. Hertz is a little gimpy right now. He's not running as much. He didn't run very much against Washington. If you look at some of the highlights, he's kind of, after big throws, he's kind of almost limping down the yep. field. So that's going to be something that I think helps us quite a bit. They still do the tush pushes. They still do all that bullshit. One of them failed. But I think Washington's D line might be one of the best in the world. So. I was going to say we don't we don't have a. I'm, I'm not confident Mossy Smith is going to disrupt the the tush, uh, push. the tush push. But yeah, I am I am very interested to see how this turns out. I'm kind of shocked this is a 3:25 game. Like when I went to look at the the schedule, I had, I did a double take because I was like, man, I I would have bet my life this was being put in prime time. They should. It's honestly honestly the primetime games have sucked this season. Dude, even the yeah, like this even, week is bad. I think. Yeah, it was awful. It was well. They, uh, they, they put the Cowboys. Game. They put Cowboys Niners as a big primetime matchup. It was like the whole yeah. world watching. It turned into the absolute ass beating. Like, yeah. Not fun. actually. No. So this one's good. It's Bengals Bills. I can't argue with that. That's a good. That should be good. Game. Yeah. The one last week was. I mean, the one for the week we're talking about. That was bad. Yeah. Um, so also, I want to hear. I don't think the Bengals are dead yet. I think they finally no they seem to have found their i mean they were all they're they're so talented so it's like when burrow and jamar are on it's like they could beat you in any day of the week it was that cap just seemed to fall apart a lot i think he's looking a little healthier and if he can yeah get a little healthier the rest of that team is they'll be fine if he plays like if he plays like joe burrow plays they'll start winning games again agreed so i want to hear predictions for this philly game because I'm very interested to know where people stand in their heads oh, at this man. point. I, I've, I still believe we split with Philly this season. I just think that that might be a cop-out, but I think it makes the most sense. Um, I really want to see where we're made of. We're going to the link. I weirdly think... I don't know. I'm really torn. I think this is going to be a dogfight where... Unfortunately, a referee decides this game on a shitty call for somebody because I think these two teams are going to be pretty evenly matched. 
uh, especially with Hertz being a tad bit gimpy. We need good Dak, though. I mean, you can always kind of tell if Dak's going to come out and be Dak or if he's going to be a little bit like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, most of that just depends if we give CeeDee Lamb the CeeDee Lamb treatment. Uh, yep. I think he can absolutely abuse Darius Slay. Darius Slay's fine, but he's kind of reaching Stephon Gilmore levels where he's yep. Name his name is way little. bigger. If if his name wasn't on the back of his jersey, you wouldn't be scared of him at all. And I like big play Slay. Trust me. But agreed, uh, agreed. That said, I, I don't think he's quite the he why Hilton him did. He took he yeah. took his soul last year on that fifty yard bomb. Yeah, so I think it'll be. I honestly think it'll be a bit of a shootout. I hope Mike and the defense can do enough, but I think this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a 30, 27 Brandon Aubrey walk-off field goal. Cowboys. Nice. I like it. Zach, where are you at with it? Honestly, I'm very close to what Ben said. Like, I also think, unfortunately, we're going to split with the Eagles. Uh, I, my thought was like a 37, 31 win for us. Something like that. I do think it's not be bad. Offense. Yeah, because I think if you look at where our defense struggles, and not to interject, Jack, just to, to get the rest of my uh, takeoff, mm-hmm. where this defense really looks mortal is teams that can power run against them. I mean, even the Cardinals did it. Certainly the uh, San Francisco 49ers can do it. Even though they actually held Eckler and uh, McCaffrey to pretty low totals, they did that sort of at the expense of our corners just getting burnt one-on-one yep. and especially our safeties i think we'll probably take that same approach i wonder what quinn does where we sell out to stop swift in the run and if you do that i just think devonta smith and aj brown will make too many big plays i mean they're too good so i do think it'll be a, a higher scoring game so i agree um i think where i'm at with it is i watched this Cowboys team boat race, the Eagles last Christmas. I think without their offensive coordinator, I think the Eagles are just a little less dynamic on offense. And I think their secondary is a little bit more vulnerable than the Cowboys. Um, As such, I think the Cowboys may, and this is huge contingency on whether or not they play like they played yesterday and like the offense is clicking and they can get the ball to their playmakers but I think we could be looking at a big CD lamb and cooks performance. T Y Hilton had that huge play against the Eagles. I think cooks can give you that. He's got the straight line speed to get over the top on these guys. If Dak can have the protection for long enough to get the ball downfield. Um, I think we could see some real explosive plays. I'm going to go 31, 17 Cowboys in the link. And this becomes Ooh, your statement 17. of the okay. year, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cowboys are, you know, Nobody's scoring 20 this year on us, except for a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to see it. Of course, we're all taking the Cowboys. Of course, we're homers. I just, uh, this Philly team's been good. They found ways to win. <sighs> I would really like to beat them, man. Because Look, I just feel like they were better last year and we beat them then. Like, with Dak in yeah. the game, until they beat Dak, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with them. Like, it's like when I when I got in that beef with that Chargers guy, I was like, look, man, when Herbert beats Dak once, we can talk until then Dak owns Herbert. That's what it is. And he does. I just honestly I get the vibe of this Eagles team is just not that mentally strong personally. Hmm. I think that if we beat them and the Chiefs beat them and they're yeah. not re- like they're down, they then their lose. head gets ahead of their could, feet. Yeah. Yeah. They could start losing a lot. Especially because we saw last year, like they didn't lose like 
I don't think they ever lost more than one game in a row. But after every loss, there would be like weird, like Slay talking shit on the other corners on the team publicly to the media. Like when T.Y. Hilton made that big play on them to like, you know, that was uh, a huge lost. decision point in this game. After we beat them the last time with Dak, they lost to the Saints. Oh, okay, nice, nice, nice. Oh, that's right. At the end of the year, we were kind of hoping that they were going to like – they had to Choke. lose out and, and some other we, stuff had to happen, and it almost worked. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, then we lost the Giants. The, and then we lost to the Jags, and it went out the window. <laughs> yeah. Man, I saw – when I was watching a CD highlights today, some, some of his big catches were against the Jags last year, and I was like, we were up 26 to like three on the Jags with like in the third quarter – God, we sucked. <laughs> so fucking frustrating, dude. Like we were, we had that game in the bag, and like just let it go all the way out of control. I hate oh, to was compliment our division rival. I would the one thing I would push back on on Zach's thing about them being mentally tough is I thought Philly they were such front runners last year. I thought when the going got tough, they would might fold this year. They did. Um. Well. Yeah, I just mean I I didn't really know they had the ability to come back and win games when they got down. And actually, I'm not saying they're going to do that every time, but I thought if you actually made them throw when they were down and took away all their gimmicky run shit, they'd be easier. They have come back a couple times this year, so I'll give them that, which I didn't expect them to. That's fair. That's that is a good call out because yeah, if you spend the whole year blasting teams and then you get in a dogfight and you've never been there before, that can be a huge disadvantage. So. Yeah, and they've won some dogfights. They have not been pretty this year, but they've won some dogfights. I mean, year. they weren't very pretty last year either. But they've won. Yeah. They were leading in every game, though, was the difference. Yeah, that's, they, they okay. that's, that's a good point. So I like it, boys. It should be an interesting matchup. I'm very excited for it. Um, I think all we have left is pod picks. Yes, I didn't count up week seven. We took a bye week in week eight. So uh, we'll just a fresh one on week nine. And I'll, I'll give the update on next pod to save it. So we, we all took Dallas versus Philly, of course. That's what we do. So um, let's see what we got for the rest of the week. We have Thursday night game against ooh, ugly game. We have Titans at Steelers. Titans with the Will Levis. Four TDs in his first you know, oh, is he a beast? Maybe that guy knows something. Maybe we should all start putting mayonnaise in our coffee. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. it fucking works. He has the fucking worst tattoos, dude. Like, it makes I haven't me seen upset. his tattoos. Like, no, when he's laying, like, he, he, like, threw a touchdown, he was laying on the ground, and he has, like, this horrible script tattoo on his bicep of just, like, a big Bible verse, and it's just, like, in the worst font. You're just like, oh, my God, dude, you're just that guy. Oh, man, that, that looks Photoshopped. It, 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 it looks, looks fake. Like, yeah, like a, yeah, it looks like what you'd see in, like, a commercial. There's those uh, companies, like, like, ink, like, Inkbox, where you can, like, order, they're not, like, they're temporary, but they last, like, seven weeks instead of, like, a day temporary tattoos and it, it, all of his look like that like they all look like shit that you like picked off the wall at a shop and we're just like yeah dude that was fucking tight dude but as far as the game goes um i probably will pick the titans i think the steelers are just kind of trash and i think the titans are in that mode where it's like they made a big change they're feeling hot deandre hopkins is playing out of his mind um also, no one has tape on Will Levis, and so he's got that new quarterback advantage. So I'm going to tell something that he basically lived off completing really big plays that some of the 
it covered up that some of the other stats weren't very pretty and that most of his throws were really off, but he hit a couple very nice bombs. So yeah, I mean, I mean he did. It's he, a rookie in his first start, so yeah, I'll give him for sure. Credit. But the highs were high, obviously. Um, gosh, this game sucks. I think I'll go. I almost wanted to take Titans last week, but then I got scared when Tannehill went out. I think I'll take Pitt at home. I don't like it. These are this is going to be a really ugly game to watch, but I'll go Pitt at home. Okay, I'm going Titans. I don't respect the Steelers. I don't think they're going to do anything. Oh, and I forgot they have a backup quarterback. Well, they got Trubisky. At least he's <laughs> started. There's so many backup quarterbacks starting this week. It's insane. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, we have a good one. Oh, we have would. a Germany game for the next game. We got the Dolphins and the Chiefs playing in Germany, which is – Are they playing like – surprised they're putting two good teams – I know. In Europe. It, well, I'll tell you, it's not been good teams. It's that when they made this schedule, they wanted to score as yeah. many touchdowns as possible in front of a European crowd. <laughs> they did not want it to be like a 7-10, to 10, like LSU-Alabama snooze fest. Like, they wanted to be like, no, football is fucking action-packed. So, but I am picking the Dolphins here. The Chiefs, mm. I, I mean, don't Ooh. get me wrong. Um, the Chiefs uh, are not a bad team, but they are coming off of a really ugly game. And I need to see them. Denver, it was I, I need to see them uh, figure it out before I put my faith in them again. I'm gonna go Chiefs, I, but oh. I don't really have a good reason. I, I both these teams are pretty good. It's just weirdly the Chiefs' defense has been better than their offense. The Dolphins' offense has been really good. Their defense is bad, but they just got Jalen Ramsey back, so he had a pick this week. Oh man, if they just shadow Travis Kelsey, can Chiefs do literally, literally anything? And I don't know, but I, I think I'll still take the Chiefs to just kind of figure it out in a close one. But it'll be a tough game. Um, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I think that the Chiefs are gonna be in a little bit of a rough spot for a moment. I think they're still trying to play like they have a different team than they do. <laughs> they don't have much more than that. It's kind of just a gut. I mean, you can't write off Mahomes. He's not going to regress to the means, but I'm, I'm going with the Dolphins. The means, dude. <laughs> so good. That's still the greatest thing I've seen. Dude, Reddit is so good for some great NFL takes that are just absurd. But Someone tried to point out that his passer rating is the same as Russell Wilson's this year and that we should give – why do we give Mahomes a free pass and not call him Russell Wilson? <laughs> Oh, this is slightly just people that only watch box scores and just no context to anything that are just like, no, I did see a post on the Cowboys subreddit of someone insisting that Donald uh, went up to Mike McCarthy after the game. It was like, get me before the deadline. Oh, dude. Yeah. (laughs) They just literally ripped ripped the Earl Thomas to come get me. (laughs) And they told the story about. Uh, yeah, Aaron Donald. And like half the Cowboys fan base believed it. I saw it everywhere today. Oh, I was yeah. like, guys, come on. Like, come get me, dude. That was, man, Zach, I'm glad. Be, be Honestly, glad shout out we did it because me and Andy would have got Earl in a heartbeat. And then I think yep. he's got like CTE or something. Yeah, he's got real bad yeah. mental health issues at this point. <laughs> but man, we were down, dude. We flew with that so, so many times. Every offseason for like four years, we were like, and then we get Earl Thomas, dude. <laughs> dude, just bring in Earl. Fix this defense. 
yeah, dude, that's how bad our secondary was. We were literally just like, if we can just get one baller safety, dude, we'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I have a baller safety from the U that we'll talk about in our draft. Oh, I can't wait for the draft episode, dude. I mean, we'll be picking 32nd, but it is what it is. Not if we trade it for Devontae Adams. Fair, um, fair. Okay, What's so next, next game, Falcons-Vikings, Kirk Cousins, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, he done. Achilles out, so he's done for the year. Desmond Ritter got benched slash not benched slash the mystery head injury, which I think he was benched. They also had Drake London pull a groin in this game, so both these teams a little banged up. No Justin Jefferson. Kind of a shitty game. It's going to be – I don't even know who the Vikings' backup is. Obviously, it might be like Taylor Heineke for the Falcons for whoever the fuck the Vikings drafted as their rookie this year. It's going to be pretty bad Fair stuff. I, I think I'll go with the Falcons because I think they'll just lean on their run game, but it's not a fun game. Yeah, I think I'm going the same. I mean, yeah, the ultimately, like without without Kirk, the – even though it's not like Kirk something to write home about, the Vikings are just kind of ass. Uh, the Falcons, at least, like without Drake London, they they still have some weapons and uh, they can still just run Bijan. So give me the Falcons. I'm I'm definitely going with the Falcons. I mean, Ritter might have been throwing better, but I don't want them to make the same mistake that they made last year, keeping Mariota in way too long. I hope they don't. It seems like they've learned from that mistake. Because I don't. Yeah, it's want hard to, to read. Arthur Smith's pretty mercurial, so he's always going to be say nice things about the players. He, he's always going to defend them. He's, he's not going to throw them under the bus. So that's a nice thing. So, I was, but I was yeah, down so bad in fantasy, I started Ritter this week because I had Drake London, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, the Titans' secondary sucks," and he he had had some decent like fantasy weeks, even though he sucked. And then, of course, he gets fucking benched the week I played. I see a lot of people <laughs> wondering if uh, Smith is just just fucking hates fantasy players or something. <laughs> I think he does. And then Drake London <laughs> fucked up his groin, who I had, which kind of pissed me off. He has somehow made like the most tempting fantasy roster of players, and then just make sure none of them produce. <laughs> Next game, another ugly game, Saints and Bears. I don't think Justin Fields will be back. It's remains yeah. to be seen. Uh, Derek Carr's not great, but I don't pick the Saints a lot. I've said they're overrated and that has proven to be right, but I think I'm going to pick them over the Bears. The Bears are really bad. Yeah, without Fields, um, give me the Saints. Zach? Sorry, I was muted. Uh, yeah, Saints. I don't, there's not really much to say. Bears suck. Yeah. Saints are okay. And um, yeah, without Fields, no way. Another shitty game, Packers-Rams. I don't know if Matt Stafford's going to play. I would guess not. I'm going to guess his thumb is fucked up. Um, And so it's going to be like John Walford versus Jordan Love, who really stinks. I mean, the Packers haven't won a game. They didn't win a game at all October. God, this is another stinker. I I will say that. I don't know, dude. This is a really ugly game, too. I think I'm going to go the Rams, but I don't feel good about it. I'm going Rams. I have Aaron Jones as my fantasy running back. Fuck the Packers. <laughs> They've been yeah, bad. I will admit that I was wrong. I was initially like, Jordan Love's pretty good. I like him a lot as a backup. I think he's going to be good for the Packers. Dude, everyone did that for the first I two weeks. I think I was biased because like, oh, we yeah, share the same dude. last name. 
I was really Absolutely. hoping he was. I could tell people that he was like my brother or something and hope they wouldn't question that. But Bro, for our entire childhood, yeah. Ben rooted for the, the University of Nebraska a little bit because <laughs> their abbreviation on TV was his name backwards. So that's, <laughs> yes, having sharing a last name with a guy, that's plenty. Like that is I thought you were going to tell the enough. story of when Ben convinced a girl we knew that he has an older brother of a completely different ethnicity. <laughs> I also convinced a girl at the bar during (laughs) UConn's run in 2011 that Kimba Walker was my cousin. So shout out Kimba Kimba Walker. Um, Party at Kimba. uh, Yeah. Nice. Okay. Who? What is next here? Another Uh, shit game. The Commanders and the Patriots. We the Commanders, dude. Um, Yeah, Commanders commanders have Commanders have weapons, dude. And Howell can actually kind of sling it, like not to the degree of being a threat to any real team, but like the Patriots are absolute ass. Like bottom of the barrel, worst (laughs) team in the the NFL. Yeah, dude. Like anyone can. That's like the Arizona Cardinals beating us. Like the Bills are the Cowboys. Yeah. The Patriots are garbo, dude. I do not yeah. disagree. Um, the commies are going to defeat the Patriots. I'm going to take, gosh, just I'm like in the Cold War. Mm. Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the, the commies. For those of well. you out there saying, uh, "No, Andy, we won," I ask you, does it feel like we won? Yeah, comrade Andy. Think about that for a little bit. Uh, um, moving on. Actually, finally, a good game here, at least compared to the shit we just waded through. We have Seahawks Ravens. Um, Ravens starting to look pretty good. They're number I was one gonna in say, DOA. Yeah, Seahawks Ravens defense might too. be the best in the NFL at this exact moment. Uh, give me the Ravens. I'm going Ravens at home, but they're also I'm, down to blow a fluky game every now and then. So very true. But I'm taking Ravens. A, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Ravens still though. And you got Seahawks the West Coast team. It. You go into the West Coast team playing a noon game on the East Coast. They tend to always play a little shittier. So mm-hmm. um, I'll take Ravens. They look pretty good. And the Seahawks shout out NFC West leading Seahawks. They beat Hell the Browns. Yeah, dude. So uh, then we got Bucks Texans. This is actually sneaky, okay? Because the Texans are kind of fun with Stroud now. The Texans uh, are fun, yeah. but man. They like I, I. They had like a couple weeks in a row where everyone's like, "Man, they look pretty cool. Like they're doing it." And then like, dude, the fucking Garbo ass Panthers beat them in the worst game I've ever watched, fifteen thirteen. Like, yeah. So, dude, while the Texans favorites are against fun, the Bucks, which is weird. Well, that's just uh, that's a coin flip. They're at home. Um, yeah. I I think I'm gonna go the. Buccaneers here because I do think the Bucks are better than the Panthers, but that's it's a coin flip. So you're taking Bucks, Baker? I no, I'm going to take the Texans. Oh, okay. Zach. I'm also taking the Texans. It's time for them to start becoming a little relevant. Bucks, Bucks are, are one of these really annoying bad teams that every time I fade them, they show up. Like they're they're a team that could be has enough veterans with like Mike Evans and Baker and Godwin that they can kind of look Devin white and Vita Vea that they can look pretty competent for a week and then look like ass for two weeks. I think this yeah. will be a competent week. I'm going bucks. Um, Cardinals Browns. This is a huge stinker. Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Got benched apparently. So they're going <laughs> to, and 
I don't even know if they're going to roll out Kyler, who's cleared to play, because they might be tanking, which is really strange. Man, so can I we talk about know. how the Browns maybe made the worst <laughs> trade of the last 20 years in the NFL? Like, I really think the Deshaun Watson trade goes down thank as like God. one of the five worst to ever happen. Like, like thank God. Thank God even, Karma hit him. For sure. Because, like, okay, you look at, like, the, all, the, the, the trades that everyone talks about, right? Like, the Saints trading their whole draft for Ricky Williams. Well, one, they traded their whole one year's draft. And two, once they got Ricky Williams, he was really good. And three, they didn't give Ricky Williams an absurd contract. The Browns traded like three years worth of their picks. They got Deshaun Watson. He sucks ass and never plays. And they owe him $250 million guaranteed. So this guy has played nine games of a possible 39 that he's been eligible for and there's he a is, weird thing where his shoulder is okay but it's not okay where like the doctors cleared him but he, he clearly doesn't look right it's he's really played worse in his nine starts than josh dobbs or ironically baker mayfield who they moved on from to do this trade i mean it's a shit show dude and it it's one of those perfect trades where it, like all the cleveland fans that wanted to support this they had to like basically like come out as like pieces of shit in order to support this. And now it's totally bit them all in the ass. Like it's really great. It really showed you where everyone stood by whether or not they supported this and by supporting the Browns and man, they got murked for it. It was great. So yeah, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Uh, I still think the Browns probably win this game because the Cardinals are so shitty and the Browns do have a really talented defense, but I just wanted to rag on the Browns for a little bit. Zach, since Ben stepped away, where do you uh, oh, okay. stand on this game? Sorry, I might have had it off. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going with the Browns. <laughs> no. Nice. Okay. So Cardinals for you. Absolutely. No, actually, shit, sorry. I completely blanked on who they were playing for a second. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I'll go with Cardinals, actually. Just nice. karma. I like it. I like it. I don't know where Ben ran to. He just, like, seemingly got up in the middle of this game and dipped. There he I is. honestly didn't realize he was gone for a second. Sorry, boys. That was a emergency piss that I had to take there. I oh, you're good. You're good. So, Cardinals or Browns, Ben? Oh, boy. I think the Browns because they actually have a good defense. But, That's where I landed. And I kind of like P.J. Walker, even though he stinks. But Nice. So, uh, Zach picked the Cardinals because he just will not pick the Browns. Yeah, he's also picked Cardinals. the Cardinals a, a shocking amount when I went through this spreadsheet. I think I've picked Zach them twice. Zach keeps wanting us to not be their only loss. Hey, uh, that is a noble cause. <laughs> but maybe I just have faith in the Cardinals. Man, there's so many bad games. This next one is Colts-Panthers. Like, that's yeah. a shit game, too. Dude. Like... Colts-Panthers. I'm taking Colts because I still think the Panthers are the worst team. In the yeah, game. I agree. The Colts yep. don't have anything cool, but the Panthers have, like, negative cool. So I'm going with the Colts as well. Gosh. God, and then the Giants Raiders. Does this ever end? <laughs> and, a, and maybe both playing backups. I think Daniel Jones did get cleared. I think he's coming back. I think back. the score think of this game is going to be negative eight to negative five. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the worst game I've ever thought of. Is this, dude, 
Hopefully, Devontae <laughs> Adams just refuses to suit up and becomes a free agent. I would love that. Um, there, I guess I'll take the. I don't know, man. I think I'll take the Raiders the, have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, so they should be better than this team. The Giants have take the one. He's just so good that it's hard to pick against oh, the Giants. I, can't, dude. I think I'm on the Raiders too, but I don't feel good about it. I'm actually going to take the Giants because I actually think they're a little bit better coached. I'm flipping. I'm going Giants. That's fair. Zach, where are you landing? I'm going to go Raiders. Nice. We know where we stand with Cowboys, Eagles. Bills, Bengals. Okay, this is a fun Fun game, actually. Fun game. Bengals are actually three-point favorites. I was going to say, dude, I'm I'm going Bengals. I think after seeing them beat the Niners, even though the Niners look like shit lately, um, I think Burrow's feeling a little better. Obviously, Jamar is Jamar. They've got weapons. They're at home. Give me the Bengals. They're one of those teams that when they figure it out, they seem to figure it out. So, boy, two really good teams here. Bills on the road against the Bengals. I think the Bengals, they seem to have figured out Josh Allen a little bit too, their defense. So, I'm going Bengals. I'm also going Bengals. They seem, yeah, exactly like what you just said. They seem to start figuring it out. They're not how they were when the season started. They looked And the Bills, Bills have just been off this whole season. Like, of these teams, the Bills are the ones that have declined the most from previous seasons, I think. Yeah, they had a decent stretch where they just murdered a couple teams, but overall, yeah. they're. I mean, they yeah. beat the Dolphins pretty good. That was a nice mm-hmm. win. They had, like, a little three-week stretch. Then they lost in Jacksonville, and then the, the Patriots' loss really sticks in my head. They've had two really ugly losses this year that kind of affects how I view them, but it wouldn't shock me if they win this either. I mean... I do expect them to be in the playoffs. So anyway, uh, last game, Chargers, Jets, Monday night football. I don't get how the Chargers and Jets keep getting primetime games. This is disgusting as well. I guess I'll go Chargers because I just won't pick Zach Wilson, but it's bad. I don't get the Jets. They seem to be like one of the worst teams that all of a sudden they win. Like again, good teams. Sometimes they score a lot of points. Sometimes they show the people out. I see other people like, oh, they have a great defense. I'm like, oh yeah, they're actually pretty good, but they're not. Like I do not understand it. Yeah, it's bizarre. I'm going with Chargers. Guess what? I just, I'm picking. I'm guessing you're going the Jets. <laughs> I am taking the Jets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck the Chargers, dude. I I was rooting for the Bears. The Bears are just too bad to get it done, but I think the I think the Jets can beat the Chargers. It's gonna be okay. two wins for a while. I mean, I think they're good, but LA. yeah. The LA Galaxy's backup team is gonna I mean, the, struggle. The Jets have handled every good quarterback that they've placed, so except Dak. Except Dak, yeah. So, oh, another one in the books, boys. Anything else before we get out of here for the week? Uh, no, I got nothing. Zach? I'm good. All right. Well, as always, folks, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. It does help us climb the charts on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. We will be back next week after the marquee matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles. So please join us then. As always, I'm Andy Gatelli.
Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.